I want you to pay attention to this investors. I want you to keep an eye out there because what you have to know is that it, it's still an incredible time to invest. Like you're definitely buying at the top of the market. Okay. But this is the current top of the market. Is, is it going to go down from here? Well, I've been saying for ages that yes, it's going to go down, but I can tell you that as long as investors are pumping money into the market, the pace they're pumping money into the market, there's no reason for it to go down. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown Colorado studios with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hello, hello, hello. It is I. I am here and have arrived. How are you, man? Man, you know, it's uh, I cannot complain. Things are going well. What was I doing earlier today? Uh, you know, it's been a busy morning, but contacted some people um, as far as um, potential sellers that are looking to, uh, you know, move their homes, putting together some nice. deals, doing some different things. So, you know, staying busy, man. Nice day in the life of an investor, right? Just, just, yeah. just hitting that, hitting that market each and every single day. Well, let's get to it, right to it today. We have an article from Housing Wire, one of my favorite real estate rags, if you will. And it, it talks about investors are buying up single family homes across the U.S. Now, if you're a listener to the show, this is, comes at no surprise to you, right? I mean, we've been talking about how the best time to invest in real estate was actually yesterday. But if you're going to do it today, it's still a pretty strong market because it seems to be going up. This article speaks to the fact that whereas in the past, about one in 10 homes were purchased by an investor. So you're looking at a company, an LLC, um, an incorporation, et cetera. Whereas today's market, you got about one in seven homes. Now, now, what does that mean to those of you out there trying to buy retail homes, which I know a lot of our listeners are people who are simply trying to buy a home for themselves, but want to buy something below market. They want to buy a deal, not a house, which is our big mantra here, right? So what does that mean for those who are trying to buy a deal where it's pretty tough right now, right? I mean, if you look at investor purchase of single family homes going up 5% year over year, outpacing any other property type, they have, have the biggest market share of the multifamily sector. So you got investors who have always been the strong buyers in multifamily because mostly investment companies buy multifamily homes. That's up 25.8%, right? What you're seeing right now is investors are feeling more comfortable because the economy is in recovery mode. That, that's what the article says. But I'm going to jump back in there and say it's not just in recovery mode. If you look at the hyperinflation of real estate going up in this local market here in Colorado Springs, where I'm based out of, going up 8 to 12% a year right now, they're simply speculating that what I buy for $300,000 today in about a year at the pace we're on now is going to go up 10 to 12%, and now it's worth $330,000, $340,000. Where else can you get that kind of return on a consistent basis? 
Well, you can't, you know? So what, what has been created when you have an inventory shortage as is, we've talked about that a couple of times on the show that the coronavirus has caused, in addition to a whole bunch of other problems has caused an inventory shortage in housing because people are simply not selling their property. They don't want to show their property, right? They don't want strangers marching through their house. And perhaps most importantly, because inventory is so low, they don't want to, they don't know where they're going to move. So it's caused this massive inventory shortage that we're not just experiencing here in my local market, but arguably across the country right now. And then you have these investor companies that are coming in left and right, buying up the remaining inventory. And arguably the investors are now overpaying for property. And I'll give you a, a real world example here. So we were flipping a property here in the Southeast part of Colorado Springs, a decent area. You know, I would tell you that 10 years ago, I would not have expected at all for properties to be in this area to ever go above $250,000. But this particular house was listed at 330 grand. And as always, we had our slew of would-be retail buyers come in and look at the property. Because right now, when you list a property, you're going to get 20, 30 showings at a whack pretty typically right now. So you put it on the market and we get a note, I get a notification on my phone every time the property shows. So we're getting showings day in, day out. Okay. But the winning bid was an investment company. The investment company was buying the property as a rental property to rent it back to a tenant who they were given the option to buy the property later on at an even higher price, I would imagine, than the price that they had bought it for me from, right? So an opportunity here, if prices continue to go up, I think investors are going to be here for quite some time, as long as we're seeing a year-over-year increase in property values that's normally in most markets, if you look annually, somewhere between four and 6%, right? That, that would be typical across the board, you know, all across the country, you're going to find four to 6% annualized increases in, in housing value. Okay. Lately, it's been 10 to 12%. And in certain areas, it's been higher than that. Right. So if you've got a whole bunch of money as an investor and you're operating on the guise of maybe you want to put it in the stock market and try to make a return there, Right. And I have to say, try to make a return because the stock market goes up and down on a relatively consistent basis. Right. You'll have really good days. You have really bad days. It's not to say that housing prices don't dip, but they don't dip at the pace that they do in the stock market. Right. Because it just it takes longer for the housing market to move. And lately, the only direction it's been moving is upward. So we believe that the trend is going to continue that direction for the foreseeable future. And it's a really good time to invest. Right now, again, all this is obvious. If you're a big listener to the foreclosure deals coach podcast, what may be less obvious is what the impact long term is, is going to be if this continues. What do you think, Jay? I mean, you got a bunch of people, investors streaming into the market. They're, they're spending a bunch of cash. They're putting hedge fund money in cryptocurrency is now entering the market. A lot of non-interested buyers are now buying real estate. What do you think the future holds if we continue down this pace? I mean, there's just going to be a, you know, a centralized um, hold on a lot of the investment properties and a lot of these properties that were in the hands of like landlords and, you know, you know, would be, you know, smaller, you know, just one home investors. Um, they're going to be more centralized in these hedge funds, people's uh, homes. They're going to continue to, or in, in their hands, they're going to continue to raise the prices just based on- right. Hey, the market's going up. It's trending in that way. So, 
you know, we always talk about you don't look at the highest number because, you know, a fool's always willing to pay a bunch of money for something. <laughs> so right. if they continue to base it off of what's the highest price, they're basing it off of, you know, fool's gold type of thing. So, you know, it's going to it's going to kind of lead to a similar situation that we've seen before as far as housing market and corrections and things like that. But as far as when it'll happen and the timing of that is still something that's, uh, you know, uh, kind of up in the air. So, you know, you got to get it with a getting's good type of thing. Absolutely. And the best time to invest in real estate is right now. You know, wh- whether this is going to continue for two more years or four more years, if you just look at a two more year cycle at 10% appreciation with an average price point of $400,000, 450 here in the Springs market, you're looking at a two year appreciation. Assuming it trends out at this rate, you've made a hundred grand in two years. Now I got to be frank with you. It's hard for me to believe that this trend can continue. It's hard for me to believe that people will continue to overpay for property for too much longer, but my crystal balls is broken as everybody else. We really don't know. What we do know is a bunch of money's being pumped into the housing market from government interaction in the form of government stimulus, you know, millions and trillions of dollars being pumped to the economy, hedge funds who made a whole gang of money in the cryptocurrency market who are now pumping it into real estate. And of course, your, your would-be home buyer who just wants to buy their first house and they're watching this appreciation and they're making their decisions on a fear-based mentality. Man, that house we didn't buy last year for 330 is now going for 375. Do we want to risk this another year? Right. And the combination of all these people pressing on the gas as it relates to the real estate market is a huge increase in prices. Interest rates rates have stayed relatively low. So we haven't seen rates go up, which is what I thought originally was going to slow this thing down. But you can go back to probably our second or third show a couple of years back now. Right. And I was saying back then that interest rates have got to come up. Right. And here we are, you know, just about two years later from the inception of the show and interest rates are at the same as they were, if not a little bit lower than they were. when We were having that discussion back then. So clearly, and this is really hard for me to admit, but clearly I was wrong. Right. It it, it is not. All the signs said that you couldn't maintain interest rates this low because inflation would run unchecked if you did so. So here we are two years later, inflation is in fact running unchecked. Things are going up way too fast. Cars are appreciating in value right now. Right? You're looking at an appreciation on a normal, like the Hyundai has gone up in price since this time last year. Now that's kind of normal in general because inflation is always operating at a certain percentage, but you're seeing an increase in used car prices, meaning cars are appreciating. Doesn't that seem nuts to you? That an appreciating asset, something you're putting miles on, you're wearing out, is increasing in in, in value? Yeah, that goes against everything you've heard. You know, as soon as you drive a car off a lot, it depreciates in, you know, certain certain percentage of money as soon as you drive it off. But it's not happening anymore. Now they're not depreciating, right? So you basically set the whole market on its head. And and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Now, we all have our opinion on that. And thank you for your insight on that, Jay. I can tell you my opinion on it. It's like a, a release valve. If you keep pressurizing money into the system, you will continue to grow this balloon until, like every balloon, it pops. Right? But, of course, I've been saying that forever. Right. So, if we keep saying that, we're not going to get anywhere. we got to come up with something more tangible than that. 
right? So what, what's more tangible than that? Well, it, at this point, the affordability index for most neighborhoods, and there were some neighborhoods where this was the case anyway, right? Buying a house in San Diego was pretty much limited to the really well-off, right? New York City, you had to be a baller to even contemplate entering the housing market, correct? That was normal. Now, across the country, cities that used to be relatively affordable, Colorado Springs being one of them, are now getting priced so high that affordable housing is starting to disappear. What will be defined as affordable? Right. So there'll become a new definition for affordable housing, which will mean more people will opt not to buy housing because they simply can't afford to do so. Right. Salaries are not keeping up with the increased price of housing. We're not making 30 percent more money. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. As an economy, as we were three years ago, would that be nice for everyone? It would be nice, but but that's not what's happened, right? Right. If anything, we're making less money. There are more jobs available right now because the coronavirus thing. People are saying, I'm simply not going to go back to work for minimum wage. So I'm just not going to work at all. And as long as I'm getting this government check, I guess that's okay. And I get that to some degree. But my, my issue is it's not going to fix the affordability index. What's going to happen is houses will get so expensive, less people will buy them, which is sort, sort of happening now in a sort of micro cosmic way. We're seeing a bit of a slowdown on the retail side. We still get a ton of showing, but the houses are still selling and they're still selling for much more than we think they should sell for. But as those people are getting pushed out of the market, they got to live somewhere. You know, homelessness has already started to spike. We're already seeing more people on the street, unfortunately. I think that's going to get worse. And then the next round is going to be, it's going to affect renters, which we've already seen a little bit of where the, the price to rent has gone up, but will continue to go up over the next couple of years, right? All of this being driven by an inflationary economy that I think largely ties to pumping trillions of dollars into an economy, largely ties to encouraging people not to pay rent. And, and then, you know, Endly screwing over the small landlord who's struggling to get by right now and can't collect rent from their tenants because that's, you know, illegal in certain areas. They still haven't made collecting rent legal. You can't evict people, right? They put a moratorium on foreclosure. So if you're not paying your mortgage, you can stay in the property. All of this is creating a glutton of money. You just have a glut of money sitting in the economy right now, right? And that money's got to go somewhere. And it seems like having too much money is a good thing. But it's not in the situation where it's driving the price of everything up. 
We got to get the money out of this economy, get it spending again, get it moving. Because currently it's sitting still. It's producing very little in interest as it relates to mortgage market, which has been in the twos and three percents for longer than I can remember now. It's been so long that the rates have been this low that it's hard to remember when they weren't. Right. And I remember saying, man, I would sever my right arm for a three percent interest rate two years ago. And now here we are still having that discussion. You know, so I want you to pay attention to this investors. I want you to keep an eye out there because what you have to know is that it's still an incredible time to invest. Like you're definitely buying at the top of the market. Okay. But this is the current top of the market. Is is it going to go down from here? Well, I've been saying for ages that yes, it's going to go down, but I can tell you that as long as investors are pumping money into the market, the pace they're pumping money into the market, there's no reason for it to go down. See, the market goes up based on people putting money into the market. If people stop buying houses, the market will go down. That doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. If investors stop buying rental property, knowing they can get more for rent than ever in the history of our country, rent is at the all-time highest it's ever been. Why would you not buy an investment property right now? So that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Right? Mm-hmm. Coupled out with the fact that people are still kind of hesitant to sell. And that, that hesitation to sell is not because they won't make more money than they've ever made, but because they don't want people in their house, right? And because they don't know where they're going to go. Like you may sell this house at a huge profit, but if you got to go spend 60, 70 grand on the new property, you might be better off where you are right now. We talk to sellers all the time. who want to sell to us and I go, yeah, I'd love to buy the house. What we do here, but I got to be frank. Do you have a plan that involves not living here? Because if you're going to stay in town, there's a good shot. We're not going to be able to find you a house either. Right? So we have got to look at this from a large-scale investment perspective, which is still the long-term prognosis, as much as we can predict this, is that it can't continue forever. It will, quote-unquote, correct. Prices will still start to go down. And I got to tell you, that's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating when the investors pull out of the marketplace. And what you're going to see instantly is a reduction in prices. Like, oh, it's going to happen so fast. We won't even know what happened. Boom. We're going to drop three or 5%. And that's going to lead to a panic sell-off because we've been going up for so long. Right. That when sellers are actually seeing their neighbor's house sell for less than it sold for last year, they're going to freak out. We've been here before, ladies and gentlemen, this is not new. This is not new. The question, exactly what Jay said, is when? When is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. You know, and obviously you tune in this show, you want to get more information. Here's what I'm telling you. I want you to keep an eye on the signs, okay? Because if you go to any financial analyst, any stock guy, all the guys on CNN money going on all day about predicting what the market's going to do next, generally, they're full of it. That's just what it comes down to. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know exactly when it's going to happen because I don't. I can just tell you it's going to happen. And in the meantime, in between time, you should be benefiting from it. 
You know, and if you know what the net first step is, you know how to get going. You're not sure what you have to do to get part of the market. Then you might want to hire a coach, get more information, watch some YouTube videos, go attend a conference. I, I don't know, I, whatever it is for you, right? To figure out what your next step is. But if you're still trying to figure that out, you're on the sidelines of one of the most appreciating markets in the history of our country. And I really want to see you get involved. I really want to see you get, become a part of it because there is going to come a point where prices will stop going up, right? They will start to go down. And, and the, their solution to this problem, this housing crisis is, is exactly opposite to what I think it should be. They want to pump more money into it. Ginny May, we're going to do a whole show on this. So I'm not going to go into detail now, but Ginny May just unveiled a 40 year mortgage. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, spread it out further. I thought the 30-year mortgage was nuts. But now we're going to spread it out to 40 years. So you're literally going to make no dent into your principal for a long time. It sounds bad, but if you're a landlord and your payment's that much lower and your rents have gone up, you may have just years. doubled your cash flow. Wow. You know? This could be an incredible opportunity for the investor space, but the investors in the know, the people listening to this show, the large hedge funds, the big professional home buyers that are out there, they're buying more houses than ever right now. Instead of one in 10, it's down to one in seven homes are being purchased by an investor. And you're wondering whether or not you need to get involved in real estate investing. Come on now. You know, that's ironic about big money is people are like, yeah, you know, I figured that oil thing was going to take off, but like, I'm conservative. Uh, that internet thing, that was just a fad. Not gonna, that's not going to make any billionaires. Right, Facebook? Right? Every moment you stand on the sidelines, you're, you are basically waiting to make less of a profit on this deal because it does have a finite limit to it somewhere. We don't know where it is. All we know for certain is the investors, the people who have, have done this for years, done the analysis. They know how to analyze markets. Like I, yours truly are one of those. I've been watching the market for years. Okay. Got my license 15 years ago, been analyzing the market, not just selling in the market. Like a lot of agents do and no offense to agents, but most people are retail. They want to buy help buyers buy, help sellers sell. They're not doing a ton of market analysis. They don't need to. Okay. I spend a solid three to four hours a week, just kind of watching the trends. What do we have on market right now? Um, what is sold recently? And fascinatingly enough, one of my real estate buddies, you know, noticed that the inventory had come up a little bit, the Colorado Springs market from, we've been averaging about 400 homes on the market. We went up to 725 homes to like, well, at least we're getting back to normal. No, 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 that's not normal. That, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. As inventory levels start to creep up, yes, buyers will get more options, which is a huge plus if you're a buyer right now. But if you got a town at our size where we should be, you got to look at the stats and see what it should be. And today, this time of year, this town should be operating with 1,200, maybe 1,400 listings. So we're still at half of where we should be. That's not normal. And the real problem is a combination of retail buyers being prompted by over eager agents who are pushing their buyers to go higher. And listen, I get it. You got somebody who tells you, I want to buy a house. How you and buy you got to pay your bills that month. You're going to help them buy a house, right? You got, you got a family. To, if your job is to sell real estate, you're going to sell real estate. So I'm not knocking it at all, but over eager agents coupled with buyers who are pay paying above 
asking price for properties. And then we're calling it an appraisal gap. We've invented a whole new term called the appraisal gap where people are overpaying for properties. You had a, a small percentage of the market that was able to come up with the additional down payment money to, to pay for an appraisal gap. I'm pretty sure we've run through all those people. And I, I think like we're probably at zero who are able to do the appraisal gap. You've got an even smaller percentage who are willing to overpay. Okay. Cause I'm that guy, you know, I go to a car dealership, the, the hottest thing has come out and they're, they're, they've got additional dealer profit of 10 grand on the car. I'm not buying that car. Like, do I want it? Sure. But you're telling me up front that I'm overpaying. By 10 grand, I'm not signing that documentation. I'm just not wired that way. You know, so you've got a small percentage that could and a smaller percentage that wanted to overpay. And I think both those people are gone now, or at least on the way out. You know, what's going to be left over is a normal buyer who's willing to pay market on the property because getting below market is very difficult. Not that we don't do it every day, but it's difficult, right? And so you got a, the people who are still willing to pay market for the home. That's who's left standing right now. And, and that's what's going to be left standing for the future. So we're going to see things slow down a bit, you know, not necessarily dip, but we're going to see slow down. Right. And that that's the key is understanding the slowdown and being able to trade on. that. All right, listen, um, you know, not, not a super exciting show, but I do want you to read the article. I'd love for you to check, check out what Housing Wire is talking about when investors buying up single family homes all across the country. We knew it was happening here. I'd say pretty much all of our properties get an offer from an investor right now. And you may be seeing that in your market too. So I'd love to hear from you on that. If you're seeing a bunch of investors buying homes in your market and what they're paying for, are they overpaying? Are they paying within market? Realm here, I would say my, the investors here, because they're investors, they're not overpaying. They're paying at current market, which is arguably overpaying based on what market has been before. But they're seeing a future that things are going to continue to go up. And I believe them right now, you know, for the, for the foreseeable. But it is going to change. And when it does, I want to make sure our listeners, the people who tune in each and every single week to the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast are alerted because we're going to be tracking those trends like a hawk, man. As soon as I see signs of weakness, you're going to hear it here first. That much I'm going to guarantee it. Okay. Cause we are analyzing and watching constantly. And listen, if you'd like to get a market report in your neighborhood, we'd love to chat with you about it. Love to do an analysis on your, it's a couple hours of work that we put in right now. We're offering it uh, for free. It's just a benefit to working with our investors, but kind of an investor market analysis, you know, our investors overpaying or underpaying. Uh, where, where's the current market where you're sitting? You might maybe shocked where you are right now. In either case, you got to get in the game. You got to get in the game right now because it's changing right before your eyes. We'd love for you to be part of it. So check out our Facebook group, the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. You can go on to Facebook, link up there. Uh, love to connect with you there. We can talk about market strategy in your particular market and understand that as long as the investors are in the house, things are going to stay up here for a while, but they're not going to party forever. This can't go up forever. It's just good when it's good. All right. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, thanking you once again for tuning in and reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy, buy a deal. A deal.
more. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.